your picture, drop the shadows out of sight. Good afternoon. This is Tuesday, January 6th. This is Stone's Throw, and this is not Jennifer Stone. It's Veronica Faison. Jennifer isn't here today. Actually, I'll say she's chilling at home. <laughs> that was kind of funny because, you know, Jennifer is such an elegant person, but that's really what she's doing. She's taking a little time off, and she asked me to stand by. Of course, I cannot take Jennifer's place. I'm not even going to pretend to do that. But uh, what I will do is talk about something that Jennifer and I unveiled last Tuesday on New Year's Eve. We unveiled our plan to mobilize grandmothers. Now, this is came as a result of our inspiration from Mrs. Robinson, who is the mother of Michelle, Michelle Obama and grandmother to Malia and Sasha Obama, who is moving into the White House. So in other words, she's going to be a full-time grandmother. So I think this is a perfect time for us to explore the role of grandparents and what it means to you out there in the audience. That's why we're opening up the phone lines. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Um, for instance, if there is some inspirational message that your grandmother gave to you on a regular basis, uh, I can remember my grandmother. I'm a Southerner. I have to say that just to put this within uh, proper context. My grandmother used to tell me, if you lie down with dogs, you'll get up with fleas. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think that's the inspiration for me being a cat lover. But uh, seriously, though, if you feel your grandmother had a particular positive role in your life, we'd like to hear from you. It's really important now in this day and age. Uh, Jennifer and I talked about the fact that grandmothers seem to be missing in action. And this is a time when kids need more nurturing than ever. And I want to give the telephone number so you can call in area code 510 848 4425. So if you can just call and be prepared to let us know what your grandmother has done for you, what she's meant for you in your life, and uh, what you'd like to do in order to continue to honor the inspiration that she's given you. So as I was mentioning, Mrs. Robinson, Michelle Obama's mother, who, as far as I know, is still planning on moving into the White House, um, being a full-time grandmother, something that apparently was a new idea, kind of controversial. But, of course, in the olden days, the grandmothers always took care of the kids. And I believe that if we get the grandmothers online again, get them taking care of the kids, I think that will solve a lot of the problems we're seeing right now in society, not only from the kids, but also I believe the parents need grandparents in order to, you know, basically fill in the slack. So... um This is a time of change, and I really want to get on board with us uh, with change. Barack has invited us to participate, to be a part of the change, and on that note, I'm going to go to Phoebe's on the line. Hi, Phoebe. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having this. It's something that's been on my mind a long time. I'm not a grandmother yet, but um, I've had an idea for a long time about... You know, as a service to uh, parents who don't have child care all day long, hooking up kids with 
uh, senior centers. Oh, yes. I mean, it would be such a great matchup. And, and those, uh, you know, as a, an activity for the seniors, too. And just because we've become such a segregated age-wise society, little kids are sometimes, if they don't have a grandparent, afraid of old people. And you oh, know, yeah. need to know that they're the loving lap of wisdom and age and just the kind and sweetness that old people often have. And, the, you know, they're not rushed. They don't have to race out the door or do some other thing. So I think it would be a great... You know, I mean, I, I, I love the so. idea of and also, Yes, and Phoebe, also, I think that we need to give people, another, uh, get back to the point of reference about age, where you're going, because the kids now are exposed to so much knowledge, they really feel like they're grown already. Yeah. And if oh, you're yeah. grown already, where do you go from there? You right. Know? Right. So thanks so much for your sure, comment. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We got uh, Chris on here from Monte Rio. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? Thanks for calling. I am just so thrilled that you came up with this topic. Um, i got to go turn the radio off so I can hear you okay. better. Um, my grandmother is the reason I'm alive as far as I'm concerned. I had two alcoholic parents. They were very abusive. I had no positive role models. And my grandmother, though she was an alcoholic too, was just unconditional love. You know, she was the one person I got the feeling and the direct message that I, uh, I, by just existing was, was okay. And, um, Every positive thing that I learned about myself and about the world, I learned from her. And um, I just can't say enough about her. She was, Muriel Alice Mitchell was the um, the thing that gave me life. You know, she might not have directly birthed me, but she's the one who gave my spirit life in a very bad situation. And I think a lot of kids now... Um, I have similar situations with parents where their parents are not available. Myself, when I realized that I was going to have a child or I was going to try to have a child, it didn't actually happen. I approached someone who I knew who was an early childhood development person who was um, a person who taught other people how to be uh, child care providers and about parenting. And I asked her if she would be a grandmother for my child because I know no matter how much a parent wants to be um, everything for their kid, they can't be. Yes. And a grandparent can be the safe space where a child can really um, get unconditional love in times when maybe it's not possible for the parents for whatever reason. But, I mean, it was never okay to hit a child in my grandmother's house. And I always knew that I had a safe place with her no matter where she was on this planet. Well, Chris, when you say your grandmother was an alcoholic also, I think, yeah. um, you know, it just occurred to me that maybe you helped your grandmother also. Maybe the situation would have been worse if you had not been there. I don't know about that. I just, I mean, I'm an alcoholic in recovery. I tried to help my grandmother get into recovery, but it it turns out, you know, I mean, there are really violent, horrible alcoholics, and there are alcoholics who just, you know, they're just alcoholics and they muddle along in their lives. And yeah. she was of that variety. Uh, they say you can be a wonderful example or a terrible warning, and my grandmother was both. Right. She was a wonderful example of unconditional love, and she was a terrible warning of what I could be if I continued drinking. Wonderful. Well, Chris, uh, wonderful for the inspiration and the insight. Yeah. Thank she, you so much. She was my life. Thanks so much for calling in, Chris. Oh, and I just want to say, when she died, yes. what I did is, I went to her little community church, which was in the middle of Michigan, a little tiny town, 
and the minister there who was, uh, I, I donated $300 worth of books around alcoholism and parenting and yeah. everything I could think of for the loaning library of the of the church so Wonderful. that those resources would be available in that community. And I, I did it with a front piece dedicated in her name. So the and, impact of your grandmother continues. Yeah, I mean, people knew she was an alcoholic, but they didn't maybe have an understanding of how much she struggled with the disease. Yeah. And I hoped in doing that and the stuff about parenting that I could continue her spirit. Okay, thank you so much, Chris, for calling in. All right, thanks. Okay. It's Frank in Antioch. Hello, Veronica. Hey, Franklin. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year program. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. So what I wanted to say, I'm obviously not a grandmother. But uh, obviously, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister just became a grandmother. and Oh, congratulations it, to you. Thank you. And it's, uh, it's just kind of occurring to me that there's a whole generation of younger women becoming grandmothers because my sister actually had her baby when she was younger. And that's, that's happening a lot. It's like there's a whole new generation of really young grandmothers who are going to have many, many years to spend with their grandchildren, and it's just kind of what you're talking about with grandparents is just kind of inspiring me to tell that to everybody, and that, uh, like, my sister is always babysitting for her daughter and always got the grandbaby in the house, so... Well, you know what, Frank, Frank, what you just said just makes me think now we're going to have to mobilize the great-grandmothers, because... You might have to do that. Yeah. Because, uh, my mother, which is, um... My granddaughter or my uh, great nephew's uh, great grandmother <laughs> is like very much alive and yeah, not like she is like when I was growing up. My grandmother was kind of older, I thought, you know. And now my sister is a young grandmother, so there's a whole generation of younger grandmothers too that are going to have many years with their grandchildren. Yeah, to me. Thanks for pointing that out because they still need to party, even though they're grandparents, right? Yeah, she's still working. She's still doing her thing. So okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for helping us clarify our goal, Frank. Thanks for calling, okay? All right. All right Big up to your friendship program. All right. Thank you. Uh, Susan? Hi. How are you? Thanks for calling. Well, I'm fine, but, you know, i just like to throw something out there. You had a wonderful program on the station a day or two ago about ageism, and I thought, wow, that was overdue, long overdue. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it was funny. You had a caller call in and say how great it would be to have the kids over at the senior center if there was no parental care. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I'd just like to share with you um, that there's a lot of women out here uh, who are grandmother age um, who have a lot of other things that they'd like to do with their lives other than taking care of kids. Oh, they yeah. kind of like did that already. Yeah. And I think, you know, this constant assumption that the grandmother and the great-grandmother are there as, you know, built-in babysitting services and have no lives, you know, have no Love life, no sexuality, no, oh, no work gosh. life, no cultural life, no spiritual life. Um, I think we, you know, really, we're, you know, as women, maybe we want to take a look at our own um, ageism and sexism here. Well, Susan, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a very interesting point that you bring up, and I just want to let you know that I myself am a grandmother. I'm 60 years old, and I definitely, almost 60 years old, I definitely have more things to do than to babysit. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what, when Jennifer and I discussed this, it really wasn't about that sort of ageism. Mm. It was it was more about the inspiration that traditional grandparents, that traditional role, which was, to me, more inspiring and nurturing than necessarily babysitting. Well, you know, I hear you on that, but another thing to look at is is the economics 
that grandmothers now or great grandmothers now, yes, economically, it's a big, big different picture than yeah. it might have been. Um, you know, it, it's better in a lot of ways, but I think we also want to look at that. Th- okay. There's a lot of grandmothers out there who are, who have to work. Okay, absolutely. So anyway, keep up the good work. Okay, Susan, <laughs> thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you? Happy New Year. Oh, you too, Thank everyone. You. Thanks um, for calling. I'm one of those grandmothers that has to work. Okay. But I get a great deal of pleasure out of being around my grandkids, although I don't always want to babysit them, and my daughter doesn't, doesn't impose on me. Mm-hmm. But I, what I was talking back to about my own grandmother was that she was a person who was able to be religious without being showy about it or self-righteous about it, even though she would um, daily go and sit in her chair when she's too old to kneel. She would sit there and say prayers every day, and her her, her little dog would go and sit by her. He was so used to that routine. But she never, ever seemed to set herself up in judgment of other people. Oh, wonderful. She would judge herself and maybe put herself down and... She, but not in a, you know, low self-esteem way because she was a great grandma, like the, someone mentioned, a lap to sit on. So she was right. humble. Was she like, humble? Yes. Yes. But not, you know, in a selfie-facing way, really. I mean, she knew that she was the woman of the home, house and her home, and, you know, and felt, uh, I think, very fulfilled in being a woman, but she... um and she made great cookies and oh, all that. Yes. She she also intervened for me when um, I was a young mother and I needed to move out of the town where my parents lived and my mother was heartbroken because uh, I just had this new baby. She wanted me nearby and the baby nearby was giving me a lot of grief about my moving on. And uh, my grandma, her mother, stepped in and said, well, Catherine, she's got to live her own life. Yeah. You know, and that was, I was just so grateful for that. Because I didn't want to hurt my mother. I just wanted to do something else. And she was such a help to me that way. And I always remember that her her honesty and her um, her true religious, religious devotion without being judging others and being self-righteous, which we hear a lot of people being religious. Oh, yes. But too often, I think, their prime thing is to judge somebody else, not to right. work on their own problem. So it was the, sounds like her religion was her support. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, Kathy, thank you. support other people. Thank you so much for calling. Sure, thank okay, you. Have a good day. Great. Hi, Robert and San Leandro. Yeah, but I tell you, uh, you, you don't you don't sound like you're 60 years old at all. You got a lot of vitality. Well, how does a 60 year old sound, Robert? Let's talk about well, that. I know some 60 old 60 year old that really sound like they're 80 years old. Are you know? kidding? What are they doing? Well, it, it's like it's a mindset. You know, that's basically where I was going to go with it. You know, it's a mindset. So, uh, and it, it, it's all relevant or irrelevant. You know, mm-hmm. as you were alluding to. But yeah, grandmother, gosh, what can I say? I mean, I had an extraordinarily once. And I could be on your show all day talking about it, but I'm not. Tell me but the tell me the most the thing that 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 impressed you the most, inspired you the most from your grandmother. Uh, her her dedication to to the family. I mean, there was never a complaint. You know, you know, there was just and the work ethic, the, the work ethic was just stunning, which I carry with me to this day. And I'm an engineer by by occupation, but. And, you know, just, just the dedication to the family. And I grew up with a huge family back east, you uh-huh. know. Uh, the pillar of the community, literally, at my grandmother's funeral, she lived to be 91, it was the largest funeral procession in the history of the town. Wow. You know, she, was, she was that popular. 
you know, the old style grandmother out of North Carolina came oh. up to the, you know to New York in the forties, and you know. She had to raise uh, five of her kids, and then she had to raise seven of her sisters because her sisters, her sister had passed away when they were young. So that's total twelve kids. Never complained. Never ever complained. Very, of course, being Pentecostal in faith, you know, we 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 as kids, the grandkids, had to go to church, you know, every night. No say. Oh. So the kids today have a lot of say. You know, like like they're equal to um, you know their parent. I don't necessarily agree with that. With that method, I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but I don't agree with it. Yes. I, I think the old, the old way of rearing kids, the way I was raised by my grandmother is you work, you know? And, and that's, that was amazing. You worked, you went to church, and you did well in school. And you respected elders. And I'm 54, and I still respect elders, you know? I, I mean, I see all elders as, yes. uh, as my grandmother. You exactly. Know? And, you know, Robert, you just uh, brought up a point that um, helped me solidify in my mind uh, the basic thing we're trying to achieve here, Jennifer and I, with mobilizing the grandmothers, it sounds like your grandmother held the consciousness for the family. You know, that she was there quietly contributing, you you observing. Were, if you were married in my family, and let's say my grandmother's 86 or 76 years old, and you are 35 or 40 years old, and you are married, and you mess up, like what happens often, you know, in, in the community. You know, yeah. After marriage. And you mess up. My grandmother would say to her granddaughter, my, her granddaughter's husband, tell him I want to see him. Yes, absolutely. Because there's no reason why he shouldn't be working. You don't, you don't say, well, I don't have to go to you, grandmother, because that's what, no, no, there's no, no socialist, sociological intellectualization. He yeah. says, tell, tell him I want to see him. I used to crack up, though. Tell him I want to see him yeah. now, because he's got kids out here. Exactly. You know, he needs to you, represent, right. And you went. That's how much respect she commanded. She always said, people don't respect you. You demand respect. That's right. Robert, thank you so much yep. for calling. I really appreciate yep. your comments. Bye-bye. Bye. LaVarn, Union City. Hi. Hi. Happy how- New Year. Thank and you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. And I'm from the South also. And Yay. I'm going to talk about my great-grandmother. Please do. Because it was my great-grandmother, my mother, who raised me and my brothers. And, again, you know, there were two adults in the household. So that's why even now, as long as there are two adults where they are the same gender or whatever, that's what you need in a household. I agree 100%, girl. But the other thing I want to say is that my great-grandmother had the same expression. You lie with dogs, you get get up with with leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So you're probably a cat lover too, right? No, no, but I try to stay away from lying with dogs. Right. (laughs) We know what that means. Yes, we do. Right. But um, the other thing I wanted to say is that my great-grandmother, what she really did, she was a very strong woman. She was from a small town in Texas. Mm -hmm. But in the evenings, I remember my brothers would be at school, and my mother was at work, and I was at home with my grandmother, and we would sit in her rocking chair, and we would read the newspaper. All right. So, you know, my grandmother, you know, she instilled in me and taught us that, you know, it's very important in terms of reading. Knowledge, exactly. Right. Oh, my gosh. that spirit of my grandmother, you know, my I my mother lives with me now. My mother's elderly, and like I like talk to my grandmother. It's like my grandma. I'm like saying, you know, my grandmother isn't saying, great grandmother, help me with my mother. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this but, this is exactly what we want to bring back, Lavarne. Really, oh, yeah. We are yeah. going to see. I knew it. People are so into this. Oh, it's 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 really really great. And my grandmother's name was Susie. Alan Mitchell. All right. Okay. Okay, we honor Susie Allen Mitchell. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laverne, for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Okay, have a good one. Thank Bye-bye. you, too.
Hi, Daniel. Hello. Daniel from Oakland, how are you? Well, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to call into this show, and I want to thank you uh, for the show. And I want to say that uh, um, while obviously it is um, uh, important to help foster the the dreams and and positive goals and everything of, of every individual. You know, we're we're uh, in a time uh, where I think you know uh, the proof is uh, in the eating of the pudding that's going down right now. Oh yeah. And I believe now I um, uh, my own background was such that uh, uh, it was uh, uh, my maternal grandmother, my my mother's mother, my nana who was the one source of love and uh, affection and uh, protection and uh, uh, encouragement. And my Nana was just a, you know, she was a, a wonderful, wonderful person. Oh, wonderful. Um, and it has long been my belief, and I've been, you know, arguing for this for uh, at least uh, the last... 20, 25 years that, um, you know, as far as we can look back over, quote, uh, uh, recorded history, you know, we'll say roughly the last 5,000 years. Okay? So, Daniel, yep. Daniel, just I just want to ask you one question yes. because I want to make sure we get your point before I have to move yep. on. What one thing did your par- your grandmother give to you that inspired you that you are passing on? One, one, what one thing? Oh, that, number one, if you love um, and demonstrate love, um, uh, and that includes, you know, uh, uh, positive correction when someone, you know, because yeah. uh, we all mess up. Okay, okay. what happens? All right. Um, you will create a truly outstanding uh, uh, citizen of the planet given whatever their potentials, you know, if, if totally realized okay. can be. And All I would right. just like, I'd just like to say this, okay. quickly, which is that, that I believe that, that now is the time. We got all these, you know, big, huge houses on the market. People are out on the street, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. We need to move to back to what we used to be in. Exactly. Matricentric. That's what okay? we're doing. Multi-generational culture, and we need to have successful grandmothers running the world. Okay, we're doing it. And thank you for your input, Daniel. All right, thank Take you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Deanna, hi. Hello. Hi, Deanna. How are you? Okay. Um, I didn't have the benefit of a grandmother. Both of mine were in other countries, um, and I had to kind of. I had a nice grandfather, though. He was really cool. He was here, and I just want to say that the other, I've heard everybody's story, and it sounds so much like what's going on with me. My mom's got her own life. She's seventy-seven, but she's out all the time. Yeah, I'm single parenting a little girl right now. It's, so you need some. I need him badly, but you know you don't want to impose. So I'm, I'm wishing there was a network of we're going to do don't it. Feel used. No, no, Deanna, <laughs> we're doing it. Out. I wish we could do this. Network okay. thing where you know your neighbor's grandma or some other ones down the street who are sitting around going, "Where are my grandkids?" Okay, we're gonna do it. Stay tuned, Deanna. Okay, Thanks good. for calling. All right, bye. Hi, Martina. Hey. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you just hit the nail on the head. Where you know this nation, it should. It's a crime. It's like a 
a sin, that we stick old people in old folks' homes, and the kids all in the preschools when they're like six months old. You that know, doesn't even baby. make sense. Well, I know. So here's the deal. You are so right on with this uh, this movement, and I will gladly be a part of it, but the fact of the matter, I was lucky enough to have my grandmother in the home, and the, the okay, the, the messed up dysfunctional family can be mended and held together By you know, with the love and the full love of the grandparents. Yeah. I mean, it's not just grandmas, it's the grandpas too. Because yeah, many know. times there's absent fathers, you know, but the fact that we have elders sitting around uh, in the old folks' home, if you, you want to match them yeah. up with these parents who need help, and that's, that's a goal. wonderful wonderful movement now i don't okay. think you get old till you're in your 90s because i have a great aunt who's 94 okay and Ma- she is still picking grapes and running a ranch that's wonderful five years of driving a car martina craves yeah. a lot okay I'll thank you so you much for calling i'll let you go bye. okay thank mm-hmm. you for being there bye okay bye marlene i think you're our last caller marlene me yes you oh good my grandmother used to say you burn trash you get it in your eyes go ahead girl i love those was she a southern grandmother too oh yeah but she'd also (laughs) say uh trust in the lord okay and my grandmother was a grandmother to everybody um my grandmother passed away several years ago um i was selling some furniture and the woman who answered the ad came to my house saw a picture of my grandmother and she said that's mother sanders what's your grandmother and she took me by the hand oh wonderful she helped me when i came to this country I love this story. So I've learned you don't have to have children or grandchildren to be a grandmother. Reach out and help. Well, yes. It's the grandmother movement, Marlene. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for being there. Well, you're quite welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Take care. Uh Do we have any other callers out there? Okay. All right. Well, um, boy, I'm just really thrilled at the response we've had. I, I guess a lot of people. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Okay. Hi, caller on the line. Hi. How are you? Great. Okay. And your name, sir? Uh, my name is David. Okay, David, you have about a minute to express yourself. What'd your grandmother do for you? Well, I just want to say that um, grandparents, they can really improve the quality of parenting in a home if they were good parents themselves. Uh-huh, okay. If they weren't, then, you know, it it could cause problems. Well, yeah, we're looking at the high road here, by the way, yeah. because uh, we are wanting people, first of all, who are into being grandparents to step up. Okay. You know, ultimately, ultimately, what we're talking about here is is ways to improve the quality of parenting in a community. Yes. You know, and and uh, you know, grand, good grandparents are are good, but I think there, you know, there might be more, uh, maybe better ways to improve the quality of parenting in a community than, you know, than just trying to bring grandparents in. I mean, that's that's great, but I. You know, if we're what we're really trying to do is improve the quality of parenting in a community, there are probably better ways to go about it. Well, it's a big problem, don't you think? And the way to solve well, a, uh, and the way to solve a big problem is one piece at a time. That's how you do anything. So yeah. we're looking at it from the standpoint of a grandmother. Somebody else may come up with another solution, and together we put our thoughts together, our energies together, and we take care of business. That's the parenting goal. Parenting education could be a very powerful tool for. Well, you know, for, parenting education is good, but what we're tra- what we're addressing is the fact that parents are so busy now, so stressed out, so worried about survival issues, and um, it's hard to change the behavior of an adult. It is, and so what we are My looking wife's at. My wife's been trying to change me for twenty five years. Oh, she has. It hasn't <laughs> worked, huh? 
No, it hasn't worked. Okay, tell her to keep the faith, and, and next time she can call in. <laughs> one, one thing, instead of trying to change the behavior of adults, maybe what we ought to be doing is teaching best parenting behaviors and practices to kids so that by the time they reach adulthood, they're well prepared for the responsibilities of parenthood. Well, that's fine if you live, if you're like in the Trump family or somebody who has all the financial stuff taken care of so you don't have to worry about survival. So, but thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate your input. You're welcome. So, uh, folks, this is going to conclude, I believe, the show for today. Thank you so much for calling, for being responsive. It's been a very positive experience for me, and we're getting Jennifer back next week. So take care, and as Jennifer always says, I think she says something about go easy, or if you can't, just go, period. Have a good day. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture. Drop the shadows out of Hi, this is Tom Mazzolini inviting you to join me every Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. for the Blues by the Bass Show here on KPFA. I'll be playing the latest blues CD releases as well as some of the great classics. Also featured will be unique blues rarities, interviews, blues news, and musician profiles. So join me every Saturday starting at noon where we will take a journey down to the Bay of Blues right here on KPFA. This is Free Speech Radio News for Tuesday, January.